The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It is my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach, a gold medalist in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we approach the holiday season, please make sure you take the time to take care of the most important person in your life, you. If you find yourself feeling negative, stressed, overwhelmed, or any other negative emotion, stop and take some really deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Then I want you to think about everything you have to be grateful for. You can use this exercise to start your day and to reset your day at any moment. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so grateful for you. Hello, Evan. It's so great to see you again. How's everything going today? Everything is going absolutely incredible, and I appreciate being oh, on the show. Well, thank you. I was on your show. I think was it just a week ago or a week and a half ago? It was pretty yes. quick. It was. It was pretty recently. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So this is great, and I love it when we can kind of podcast swap. It's it's always a win win for everybody. So I want to talk about oh, your yeah. business and how you are helping so many people with their podcasts. But before that, I want to hear your story because I really, you, you, you learned all about me. I don't know much about you. How did you get to, to where you are today? It's a pretty good question. It's definitely been a wild ride. I actually started doing this when I was back in high school. So, so what I do is I am a podcast producer. I run a podcast production agency where we do everything uh, for our clients, you know, audio, video, show notes, graphic design, scheduling, publishing, Shareable resources like Instagram, Facebook Reels, all that fun stuff. But when I started, I was in high school, and I did one thing, and that thing was audio editing, and I did it pretty okay. Uh, but some people paid me to do it. And I got started on doing that because I was in high school, right? I was looking for some extra cash, like pretty much every high schooler does. Luckily, what set me apart was that I had my wonderful mother, Mary Catherine Johnson. Go look her up. Check her out. She's doing some awesome stuff. Got to plug, you know, the wonderful mom. <laughs> But my mom has been an entrepreneur for my entire life in one way or another. She had the first uh, 
maternity t-shirt business online back in like the 2000s, 2010s or whatever, um, where she sold, uh, she created these t-shirts for, for I may have purchased one from her. And they had fun little slogans on it. (laughs) Mommy Loves was the name of the... Uh, I don't know. I just know I was having a baby in the year 2000, and that was kind of a big deal to actually have a baby mm. in the year 2000. 2000 might have been a little bit oh, early. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it was... I, I don't know. I, I don't have the full timeline because, you know, I was born in 1998. I'm right. 24. So, like, you know, only at a certain point you start remembering what of year course. things happened. And, yep. You know what I mean? But she, she she had this business, and it was online. And I remember, you know, in, in the room that had become my bedroom one day in the house I grew up in, uh, it was always like a thousand degrees in there. And she was like pressing all the shirts herself and doing that. And, uh, you know, so she was home. All, she worked for, for herself. She worked from home. And then I also had uh, my father, love both my parents equally, of course. <laughs> I just like, you know, my mom's usually more relevant to these conversations. <laughs> my dad, he had the classic put on your put on your suit, go to the office job, right? So I kind of grew up seeing both of those different sides of, you know, what you could do as an adult. And when I was in high school, uh, you know, and I was looking for some extra cash, my mom was like, hey, I have a podcast. If you, uh, you know, if I teach you how to, you know, do what I do with it, you know, you know, edit it. And if I paid you a little bit of money to do it, would you do it? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. <laughs> I have a typical high school response. So she, so she teaches me how to do it. I do it. Uh, she pays me a little bit of money for it, and then that goes on for some time. And then she recommends, she's like, "Hey, you should do this for other people too, and you know, charge them more." And I was like, "Really? You could do that?" She was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> and so she referred me my first real client because your mom does not count. And then, um, and then it just went from there, it grew from there. That person referred me someone, and then that person referred me someone, and then I was able to figure out how to get clients on my own. And I pretty much just figured it all out, you know, with some advice from my wonderful mother along the way. And, uh, yeah, and then it just keep kept growing from there. You know, I learned things when clients would say, hey, could you do this? I'd be like, of course I can do that. And then I'd be like, I've never done this before. What the hell is this? And then I'd look it up and then I'd figure it out and then I'd do it. And then I was able to get a team and, you know, the typical business growth. But it was it happened, uh, you know, when I was pretty young, thanks to my mom. So, uh, I've been doing that. Um, I tried as you know a couple stints and like quote unquote real jobs. None of it stuck. Um, I could never go back to not being an entrepreneur. So um, I've stuck with it ever since through all the ups and downs. And uh, here, well, I am. it's certainly a growing business um, for sure. And and so many people want yeah. podcasts. And there's so many people like me who I don't have. I, I don't have the time, but I don't have the patience. You know, like that's, it's just not my thing. Like to sit there, like we were talking before we started recording and with this platform that I use, I could go in and pull out video clips. I'm like, I, I can't, my mind can't wrap around that kind of thing. Cause it's just not, it's not productive for yeah. me, but it's just not something that I'm good at. And it, and it would, it would probably be kind of horrible. I'm I, I'm horrible taking my own videos, you know? <laughs> and don't ask me to and take. That's why business yeah. of mine exists. Yeah. yeah, no, I was going to say, don't even ask me to take yeah. a selfie because that's not happening. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's why business like mine exists, not because it's something that's incredibly complicated, but just it takes, it takes time. time, and it does take some effort yeah. to learn. And so a lot of 
you know, if you're a real business owner, then you probably are outsourcing tasks like that. Because I like to say I'm the only one where like producing and editing a podcast is actually a needle moving income generating activity. You know, for everyone else, there's no real reason why you should be doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. And because because at the end of the day, it <laughs> it just takes up time. And 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 as as most people who have their own podcast, when you start out, nobody's paying you to do it when you're first starting out. No, so so yeah. that takes time. So so you've been doing this for quite a while now. Um, so how have you like? Tell me about how you have impacted some of your clients by helping them with their podcasts and, and, and what have they told you the success that they've had as a result of, of your work? That's a really good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Um, I get a lot of really positive messages from my clients because my main, my main goal is to make things really, really easy. Um, my clients will record their stuff and then give those recordings to me and then do pretty much nothing else. And so one of my clients, um, Satema Gali, your daily revenue, your daily revolution is his podcast. Highly recommend. It's a really good show. Um, he, 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 he talks a lot about how much he enjoys his podcast and he's a really interesting example because he typically records his show uh, on his phone in his car on the way home from dropping a son off at school or at the gym or before he goes into the gym or something like that. And he, he sends these recordings over and, and his download numbers are absolutely ridiculous. He, he's been like invited to speak on stages with pretty high level entrepreneurs as a result of his podcast. So that's just kind of an example where having the podcast has definitely impacted you know, the businesses that I've worked with uh, in really positive ways. Now, when you're editing them, you're probably, and I don't know what goes into editing them. So, so do you listen to the full episode when you're of each of your clients? Is that part of the editing process? Oh yeah. So, so you've probably learned a lot about a lot of different topics. I have indeed. I mean, that's, probably a big reason why I'm the person I am today because throughout the end of high school and through like my college years and stuff, I was doing all of it myself. I have a team now helping me with a lot of the production. Back then I was doing everything myself. So I was the one, I listened to everything all the time and the podcasts I work on are podcasts like yours, right? Where a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs talking about these different business principles, mindset, things like that. And I was just kind of absorbing all of it. There are plenty of times where I kind of forgot that I was supposed to be editing it, you know, and I heard like some break or something that I'm supposed to to cut out or something. I'm like, oh man, that was kind of whatever. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, that's my job. I have to go back and cut that, <laughs> you know, because I was just absorbed in the conversation. So that, yeah, so it, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. And that's really <laughs> awesome because I was talking with another guest of mine who also has his own podcast. And I was like, my favorite part about having a podcast is that, you know, even though you know, I've been a life coach for so many years. I've been on this path for 32 years. I'm a total self-help junkie, but I'm still always learning and growing from other people, right? We never get to a point where yeah. we know it all. God help us if we do, right? But but we, we're, we never reach yeah. that point. And that's what I love the most is just, you know, connecting with other people and learning about their life 
and their experiences because we grow as individuals as a result of that. Yeah. Exactly. So what's the best advice you've yes. ever heard from one of your podcasts? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I could give a, a specific one. And to be honest with you, it all kind of, it all kind of blends together as a mindset. You know what I mean? So I don't remember like, oh, did I hear well, yeah. this from this person? But just in general, like, because you're, it's... you're pretty young and, you know, I have a 22 year old and yeah. I'm trying to get him to listen because I feel like you just grow as an individual when you're hearing these conversations instead of, you know, you're listening to something, you're not exactly. watching TV, you're not watching TikTok videos, you're listening and it's a different way to learn. So just in general, like, was there anything that you learned uh -huh. that you're like, oh my gosh, that... That's a game changer for me. I'd say as far as, as that goes, the, the principle, the thing that really is kind of coming to me in this moment, that's one of the most powerful things that I've learned in my mindset journey, primarily, you know, which has taken place from listening to podcasts, um, is just the question that we should be asking ourselves is, what do you want your life mm -hmm. to look like? Right. Growing up, my the thing I struggled with the most, and I'm sure you said you know, you're a 22 year old. That's what well, you're wanting to listen to a lot of this stuff. I'm sure, you probably had these struggles as well. But when I was growing up, my the thing I struggled with the most, or the question I had the most confusion around, was what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. Right. Especially when you're going through high school, that's the big question. Right. What are you doing? What are you going to college to study? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. Like, I I, I guess we'll just do this. And that's kind of what it was. But now I know the question isn't what do you want to be when you grow up or what do you want to do? It's what do you want your life to look like? And then I take that and then kind of work backwards from there. So, you know, I I figured out what I wanted my life to look like. I figured out, okay, I, I like traveling. I like free time. Um, I, I like working, being able to work in my pajamas if I want to. You know, I don't want to have to be beholden to, to a, a schedule set by someone else. And um, I you know, the kind of lifestyle takes takes a significant amount of money, right? Traveling and not and not having to like really slum it, you know, while I'm traveling. That takes money, you know, it takes money to be able to live a life like that. And so what gives me that while also not taking a thousand hours? Turns out I was being, a, being an entrepreneur. And luckily I had that foundation already with the podcasting that my mom helped me with. And so I decided to double down and go with that because it's something I enjoy, but it's not something that consumes my every waking mm -hmm. moment. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I work to live. I don't live to work. There's another, there's another really big one. So yeah, it's pretty much, I do what I want and, uh, I do it the way that I want to do it. And that's, that's what I think everyone should be doing because that's, you know, everyone is their best self when they're living their life for them, you know, fill your own cup before you fill someone else's, put your own oxygen mask on before you put on someone else's. That's, I guess that's kind of, one of the most important things I've learned, and that's something that I would encourage someone who who's on the younger side like myself to really think about. And then kind of everything else kind of comes from that. You know, that's kind of one of the first things you have to realize, and then everything else happens mm. afterwards. Brilliantly said, Evan. Brilliantly said. <laughs> because and, and and how awesome is it that you have figured that out at the age of twenty four? So kudos to you. <laughs> kudos to your mom yeah, and dad, I, your mom especially. Yeah. Thank you. Because that's, 
you know, you don't, you know, life is short, you know? It really is. It really is. I've definitely, I've had my stint with certain illnesses and things, cancer scares, that kind of stuff. And it always makes you think and reflect. Yeah, yeah. It makes you reflect, you know, like, yeah, life is short. I'm fine. I have no diseases right now. I'm good. But like, it's still something I've thought about. It's something I still do think about, you know, you never know. I mean, you see all the stories, people die in car crashes every single day. I I have, uh, I'm driving somewhere later today. I could die on the way there or on the way back. I have absolutely no idea. So I'm living every day and not necessarily like it's my last. I'm not going to go absolutely crazy, but at the same time, I'm, I'm living my life yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's still well, and you're doing you're doing what makes your heart sing. You're doing what feels right for you. You're 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 living your best life. Really, yeah. I mean, and that's incredible. That's yeah, really exactly. incredible. That's what I encourage, you know, for everybody else. Because especially people on the younger side, there's a lot of pressure to do what other people tell you mm-hmm. you should do. Right? You should, you know, do this. You should go into the family business. You should go to college and become a doctor. You should this. You should that. And then usually when that happens, people don't have these kinds of realizations that I'm talking about until they're in their 50s or 60s. That's right. You know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, no, I've been wasting my life. i got to go be an entrepreneur. And I think that's great. It's never too late. It really isn't. I'm a firm believer in that. But at the same time, I would the the more people I can help have this realization in their 20s versus their 50s, like, the the better, right? Like, again, it's never too late. That's right. It's also never too early. You know what I mean? Like, you can still, you know, then, I, you know. I have all that time ahead yeah. of me. So I, I, that's what I'd encourage someone like, you know, 22 year old. Yeah, exactly. About. I mean, speaking of it's never too late, I went back to college and got my bachelor's degree and it was 35 years after I graduated from high school. And, you know, nice. and it was just one of those things that I always wanted to complete. And the, the, yeah. the only difference between, and, and it's actually kind of a big one, the big difference between getting it when you're right out of high school and when you're getting it as an adult is that you kind of appreciate the content you're learning and you it's more relevant and fresh to maybe what your career is. Because, because I was right. t- took a lot of business, I was a business man- major in business management and I've owned multiple businesses and I was taking these classes going, wow, I wish I knew this when I owned that, my IT recruiting company, you know, <laughs> years ago. But, um, but yeah, so it is never, yeah. never, it's never too late. So yeah, that's really awesome. So when it comes to your mindset, because owning a, owning a business, it's not always, you know, mm-hmm. rainbows and butterflies and plush kittens. And it's definitely it's not. not. What do you do? Yeah. What advice can you give to other entrepreneurs to help them, you know, get through the rough stuff? Because it's not always going to be peachy. Mm. So what, 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 what advice can you give? I mean, that? yeah, when things, you know, every, every entrepreneur has that thought, oh, it'd be so much easier if I just got a job somewhere, mm-hmm. right? You get that steady yep. paycheck. Things are pretty reliable. I mean, I just remind myself, okay, yeah, maybe so, but at the same time, not worth it. Really not worth it. I mean, for me, when there are, you know, rough times in business and, you know, it's like being an entrepreneur, all this kind of sucks right now. I just remember what the alternative is. Any alternative, at least for me, because this is how I would be in this position. There's no, It's not inherently wrong for someone else, but this is what it is for me. 
I would just be wasting away as a corporate drone in some office. And I would rather pack up my stuff into a bag and travel the world living out of my car if my entrepreneurship seriously didn't work out than going and getting like a quote-unquote real job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's just, I mean, I, I, I couldn't do it. And so for someone who is struggling with their commitment to being an entrepreneur because they hit one of those downsides, I would just say, well, why did you become an entrepreneur in the first place? And what would, let's just, you know, run with the hypothetical, right? Okay, so you quit. Great, fine. What are you going to do yeah. now? And I can almost guarantee you it's going to be way worse than this. And then 20 years are going to go by. And they're going to realize, oh my God, I quit and I wasted those 20 years. And now I'm that much closer to death. And when I'm on my deathbed, that's going to be a regret, right? You have only one life. And that's why I, what always makes me feel better is actually thinking I would rather live out of my car and do odd jobs on the road, you know, like you see people doing, than, than get a job like that. Because those are stories and those are memories. And yeah, I wouldn't have a lot of money, but you know, when I'm at the end of my life, that would be something I would really look back on very, very positively, as opposed to just getting a nine to five mm -hmm. somewhere and working there for my entire life. I don't think that'd be something, you know, no one's on the deathbed going, oh, I loved working my nine to five. I wish I could put in one more hour of overtime. Oh, like, yeah, no, nope. <laughs> it's never happened. You said two things that I just want to emphasize. One, which is huge, is why. What is your why? Why are you doing this? You know, what is it that you want? So those are really key points to emphasize. And then the other thing that you, right, you're on your deathbed. When I, and, and that's, and you're so right. You know, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be sitting there saying, gosh, I'm so glad I, I, I retired from the federal government after 40 years and, you know, whatever. That was just a means to an end. Right. But what I like to take it to, on a little bit of a different spin is, and I, and I think to myself, because there's plenty of times when, you know, I do, do, is it worth it? Should I keep doing this or whatever? And we all have bad days. For me, when I get to the end of my life, am I going to look back and see the person that I knew I could be? Or am I going to look back and see somebody who gave up? and didn't go after it, and didn't try a little bit harder, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Now, something that has really stuck with me since I heard it was some like a hypothetical, right? Imagine uh, you're, at the, you're at the end of your life, and then you die, and then you're faced with the version of yourself that you right. could have been, and then that version of you is so disappointed that you turned out the way that you did. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I want, when I'm at the end of my life, if I see the version of myself that is like the, like the ideal, like the best version of myself, I want it to be just like, you know, a mirror that's just set up and it's just me. And it's right. what I ended up being. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? And that's, that's pretty much yeah. why I'm doing this. So yeah. I listened, I was listening to a podcast today on my way um, when I was in the car and it was actually Joe Rogan and he had Dr. Phil on and Dr. Phil, which mm. I, I've watched his show here and there. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the man. I think that, you know, he, he truly is trying to do good work. He said something that I wish we could get through to so many people. And he said, when you have like somebody who's been in a severe car accident and they have to go through rehabilitation, right? 
their physical therapists, their doctors are pushing them and pushing them. No, I don't care if it takes you nine minutes to get to the other side of the room to turn on the light switch. We're going to keep doing it. And maybe tomorrow it's only going to take you eight minutes to get across the room. And we don't push ourselves that way. We give up too soon, right? Mm. Like, like seriously. You're not wrong. I mean, if I was in a car accident, I would expect my doctors and rehab, you know, physical therapists to keep pushing me and pushing me and pushing me because it's hard. It's not easy. Right. I and granted, I am so blessed that I've never oh, yeah. had to go through that, but I know people that have, and it's a lot of work. It's not easy when you, you know, when you're at that point. Exactly. And, but when you think of somebody that goes through that and how much strength and inner, just that inner strength that drive to just not give up. Right. And yet so often people don't do that and they take everything else for granted. So it's interesting that that we were talking about this because I just heard that today. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And I honestly think the fun, like one of the big differences between that and, and, you know, most people not not having that. I think what what the difference is is that the person who's going through rehabilitation, the want and the desire is yes. extreme, right? Being able to to walk and move under your own power is one of the most basic, like strongest human right. desires. I mean, not a single human being would rather be in a wheelchair as opposed to like being able to 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 walk upright and about on their own power right that is a desire that is immediate and intense so someone will do absolutely anything they possibly can to achieve that problem is when you're in business or something like that that desire is something you have That's to create right. for yourself yeah right like what, what when you have when you're in the rehabilitation situation that desire is kind of it's already right. built in as That's a human right. being that desire is there same as the desire for freedom the desire for all of that but when you have a desire to make a certain amount of money or desire for, you know, traveling somewhere, doing something like this, a desire you're creating, you're fabricating that for yourself, which is amazing. But that takes a little bit more work to, to, to get you to that level of I will do absolutely anything in my power to achieve this. Um, so like it's, it's kind of a rewording of, you know, Napoleon Hill's uh, Think right. and Grow Rich, very similar concept there. Yes. But yeah, that's that's. That's kind of what I get from, from yeah. that story. Yeah, and you're right. And, and and I think, you know, and it's because we kind of take things for granted. And that's really human nature, right? It yeah. kind of is. Oh, yeah. It's easy, it's easy. you know? Yeah. When you have all your basics covered, when, yeah. when you can, you know, walk about and you have food, you yeah. have a nice house, whatever. It's kind of easy to get, get complacent. Yeah. So you have to, yeah, you have to have, if you want something, you have to right. want it. And you, you have to I mean? take action. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I think I think a lot of businesses fail because they they're not they're spending their time doing things that aren't generating the revenue and instead of, you know, doing the fun stuff, but not the stuff that, that that's exactly. going to make the money. And that goes back to a, no entrepreneur wishes they spent an extra hour checking their email when they're on their deathbed. That's right. right? And you, I, I hate it when I see entrepreneurs. Oh, my business is my baby. Oh, I have to do everything myself. Oh, my God. You're not a business owner then. You're just a solopreneur, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you want to be a business owner, businesses have more than one person in them. That's what a business right. is, you know, a corporation, a co- you know, and company, right? You see that at the end of a lot of business names. Well, uh, a company is more than one person. So stop checking your email. Like, why would you be doing that? You know, stop editing your own podcast. Why That's would right. you be doing That's that? That's right. So it's it's all that, right? For the same reasons 
Yeah, no one wishes they'd be doing those like mind-numbing, meaningless tasks when they're on their deathbed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Evan, this has been such a great conversation. What else would you like to share with the audience and how can people get a hold of you? Um, I can, my, my, where I hang out the most is Facebook and Instagram. Um, Evan Johnson on Facebook, Evan Johnson podcast on Instagram, pretty easy. And then uh, my website is path to podcast success.com. You can find my podcast there and that can lead you to Spotify or Apple music or Google podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts is where my show is. I release every day, Monday through Friday, um, one episode a day. And uh, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much me. That's pretty much where I'm at. What I'm doing. I love podcasting, and I encourage everyone listening to to think about it because it's one of the most powerful, impactful methods of content creation. You know what I mean? You really, like you mentioned earlier, it's a really unique and powerful way of learning. That I think it it it's just it's just a really impactful way way of learning. And it's a really impactful and powerful way to, to build a business. You know what I mean? And contrary to popular belief, you very, very much can make a lot of money um, if you have a podcast. So I encourage everyone listening to, to, to check it out, you know, give it yes, a try. Yes, I second that. And I will make sure that your website is also in the show notes so people can check it out there mm. as well. Well, thank you very much. Evan, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Perfect. Thank you. I I always love being on the other side of the mic and guesting on a podcast instead of hosting, so I appreciate you for this opportunity. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me, and as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.